Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to Good Morning Hockey. Hope everybody's having a lovely day. We uh, have our first in-studio guest for this show, which is awesome. Welcome, Lee Grossman, knower of all things Hawks, to the table. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you so much for having me. I didn't even ask you this when you got here, really, but like, what do you, so what do you think of the place? It's insane. I mean, this room specifically is awesome. Um, I do hope you guys start doing video eventually, because people need to see this. Yeah, man. Um, it's a legit studio, though. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, no, we're cooking in here. So uh, thanks for coming. Um, we're going to talk a lot of Hawks. We're going to set you up for the weekend a little bit at the end, maybe a little football. Um, so uh, first of all, we'll just jump right into it. That We got some old notes around here. Yeah, okay. um, but I just, let's, uh, well, first of all, like just thoughts on the season so far, right? Like anything maybe just standing out to you in terms of play this has really been like a pretty dramatic season, I yeah. think, in terms of just like, I feel like we have a lot of storylines, gotten some contract extent. I mean, like anything yeah. that really just stand out to you so far. I mean, are you talking, are we talking Blackhawks here? Or are we talking? No, I just in the NHL in general, <clears throat> um, just anything around the league you've thought or maybe that's like stood out to you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the West has had like a ton of big storylines, you know. Um, I don't think anybody expected Vancouver to be as good as they've been. Um, I remember like a couple months ago, people were just saying like, oh, this is just like, they're just, they've been getting lucky. Like this is going to like take a turn for the worse. No, they're actually good. But they're, they're legit. Um, They also just added Lindholm. He fits in like a glove there. It looks like, I mean, I know yesterday it was bad, but yeah, yeah, they got skunked, but um but yeah, they've been obviously a pleasant surprise. Also, the Jets have been amazing. Um, I don't think anybody expected them to be as good as they've been. Um, obviously, re-signing Shifley and, and Hellebuck, I think, is probably what you know started them off on the right foot. I um, would argue Connor Hellebuck has been one of the best goalies of the year so far. I, I think he probably is number one yeah. or two or three. Yeah, I would say top three for sure. Maybe, you know, Thatcher Demko up there. and They need to figure out how to score a little bit, though, and they will uh, be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I know they've lost five in a row. But, okay. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, and then... Uh, what else you got? You know, oh, no, no, no. Any other? Yeah, I mean, Edmonton, we talked about it a little bit, but they started horribly, um, and they've really turned around. And then also, on, and then the East, you got kind of kind of similar, almost like the, the Jets. The, the Flyers have been unbelievable you know I thought they were really on like a rebuilding year and you think about kind of the the prospects they have um they're probably going to be really good years to come so I mean it's going to be really interesting to see what they do here at the trade deadline um I'm I've been like looking every day to see you know what moves teams are making because I think there are a lot of teams that are on the cusp and that that like the Flyers are in such a weird situation because like going in this year <clears throat> if you asked a Philly fan, they'd be like, oh, yeah, this is a rebuilding year. And if you asked them what they would do at this point, they'd probably say, like, trade away some of these pieces, you know. They might buy. They might buy because they're. I think they're in the third spot, right? Like, they're they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, I think with Philly, we could, we could hang on them for a second just because I think they are really interesting. They won last night, a uh, really good win, and um, the – you could sell, right, some of these expiring contracts. I know they have some interest in re-signing Sealer, but if you move on from maybe Walker, um, and they're going to take a run at signing Travis Konechny in the summertime too, and he scored again. He had a Gordie Howe hat trick in yeah, the first in period. Yeah, in the first period. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, so 
Um, I think you could sell a piece or two and then also maybe you try to look and use those assets to try and, you know, maybe bolster. The forward group has been a lot better than expected. We're talking about, like, underratedly deep teams. Yeah. Ryan Paling is having a phenomenal season. And some of these guys that they picked a little while ago, like Tyson Forrester and some of these, like, he's just a really big body and mm-hmm. getting to the front of the net and putting pucks in the back of the net. I don't know. It's just it's really interesting to see what they have going on over there. How much of that do you, uh, do you think is because of torts? I, I, a lot of it. Do you tribute a oh, lot of he's that? so. I mean, the the way he gets them to play, it, he holds everybody accountable. It, um, you have to commit to his style of play. I, um, I, like I, I've interacted with Cam Atkinson a few times, uh, a friend of a friend, and um, he uh, loves torts. Like is his favorite coach in mm-hmm. the NHL, and some guys just like can't work with that. Like we saw Kevin Hayes moving to St. Louis. Cutter Goatee. Cutter Goatee. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I we you know we we Have talked you all, talked about that. Extensively? We talked. Oh, yeah. yeah, we talked about it. It just I, I don't also think we know really what happened there. Yeah. And um, it I, the the less I know about it, the less I like it. You know, because I wish he um gave more of an explanation for that if it really was something organizationally that he didn't like if it regard like whatever if, even if it was just more of his own personal feeling like hey i don't want to play here like i'd rather play in a place like anaheim yeah i dude i think that like i am worried about that for like this new generation of players these kids that are coming in like i feel like half of them kind of want to be like tiktok stars you know <laughs> and i'm worried that they all just want to be in california they're like oh, philadelphia like ugh, like why would I when in reality, Cutter Gote would have fit in perfectly. I mean, he's, like, he's, he's a flyer. Fans, he said when he got drafted, he's like, I'm a Philadelphia yeah. flyer. But he also said he's like a diehard Pens fan. So that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the post-draft interview clip also, they were like, who's your favorite player? Sidney Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong answer. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, also in the East, like, it, like... The I feel like there are a lot of teams that disappointed, you know. I think everyone was hoping that the Pens would be better, speaking of, you know, Sid, possibly, you know. I think they turn it around. They're my uh, team that's not currently in the playoffs that I think will most likely make them. And then right also now. the New Jersey Devils. I mean, they've had, you know, injury them issues too. and stuff, but they need they need a better – they need goaltending. They lost a tough one to Calgary last night. That was uh... – that was a very yeah that that might show they need a few more saves all right so let's get into some hawks um i mean we could start with the the news of the week the the unveiling from connor bedard in wrigley field uh we're hosting the winter classic here just down the street from the studio which is uh electric electric. yeah i mean i've tried to refrain from saying that but it's really going to be awesome i feel like every you know how the winter classics are you've been to a few outdoor games yourself um they especially nowadays with like hockey media growing the way it is um everybody's going to be here it's going to be really fun it's a slam dunk yeah i i've i've seen like people on the internet and in comment sections on like different you know accounts talking about like oh like the blackhawks suck like oh why this like it's like what are you talking about this makes so you've got the biggest rising superstar in the league in Connor bedard um to uh you know Blackhawks original six franchise long time rivalry with the St. Louis Blues I mean not even just Blackhawks and Blues but you can also talk about the Cardinals and the Cubs you know it, it's it's such a good it's such a good move and people are complaining it's like we just watched a a Vegas Seattle Kraken 
Like you know, you know, like what are we, what are you complaining about Chicago versus St. Louis for? Like, I I think it makes so much sense. It's gonna be awesome. Hopefully, we're both gonna be there. Um, Hopefully, we are all there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll all be there. That's the plan right now. But um, yeah, I think super exciting. Um, And hopefully, we're oh like you know, obviously better than this by then. Um, That was so. That's my follow up. well, first of all, I want to I start with what you mentioned first. It, I, in my opinion, it is a slam dunk, too. I was on the show n- uh, saying that a few weeks ago that this was uh, going to happen with the NHL. Mm-hmm. You could kind of tell it's Connor Bedard. It's, like you said, slam dunk. But um, City's response. Like, I, I just think the city's really going to get up for this oh, and yeah. um, really, like, I mean, really enjoy it. It's at Wrigley again, right? Yeah. Um, really iconic. It's been over 10 years since we had it at Wrigley. It was mm-hmm. 2009, I think. Yeah, um, a while ago versus Detroit. Yeah, yeah. so um, it's it's really exciting. I think the city's going to really enjoy it's it. It's going to be insane. I mean, and you've already talked about the city, like, getting up for it. The city's already been getting up for, like, these games. If you go to these Blackhawks games, like, they're selling out, and they're it's, like, the worst team in the league. Everyone's so excited because everyone knows what's going on. You know, uh, we we had a previous, uh, an amazing decade, you know. Um, and so the Chicago fans, even if they're not like me, where they're watching even when they're bad, they, they now fully understand the game because of that team from the 2010s, you know. And so they know, even if they're not diehards, they know what's going on. They know who we have. They know, like, how good... I assume they know how good Connor Bedard's going to be. And so, like, it's already, like, this is the year one, and it's, like, an insane turnout from the city. Um, so I think business is going to be up for that franchise. Yeah, the Connor Bedard effect is definitely real in the city. You I, you hear it in local businesses here that um, even mention it, that we, we get customers into our restaurants. It's a lot of restaurants and bars in particular, I've gone into restaurants and bars that say we have gotten business because people come in and say we're here to watch the Hawks because of Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard, and yeah. that's the only reason to watch this year. Like, yeah, really. Like, but let's talk about maybe some other pieces and what. So, and maybe this has to do a little bit with the Winter Classic. But so the Hawks resigned guys like Felino, Dickinson, and Mrazek. They all got two-year extensions. Um, would, do you think there's going to be more ads this summer? Or is the growth expected to be a little bit internal? And do you think maybe the Winter Classic has, like, is that like a point of, like, a date of evaluation for the Hawks where we will look at them? I know because the whole NHL and everybody's going to have their eyes nationally on the Hawks that day. Is that, like, kind of an important date where it's like we should be X amount better by then? Or is it also the Connor Bedard effect where it's like, the kid is the reason because you could argue that you could try and maybe add a few pieces this summer and yeah. maybe free agency because of Connor Bedard too. Yeah. But uh, what do you think might happen? Or so, so I don't I don't think that the that the Winter Classic game should change should do anything to um, Kyle Davidson's mentality at all, really. Um, but I I've been saying this. I think that they'll be in the playoffs in two seasons. So not this next year, but the the year after that, I think they will be. And honestly, I think there are a couple guys that they should go go out and get before the eighth of March, if I'm being honest with you. I think there's there's trade moves that I'm a I don't know if you were gonna ask about this, but um, no, 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 go go ahead. But um, like 
I think that there are a couple of like 22 year olds that we should go. I think the, the first Montreal one Canadians route of picking up guys like D- Kirby exactly. Doc and the, Alex Newhook. Exactly. The exact same thing as that. I think we should go. We should talk to new, both teams are playing tonight. I think we should talk to New York Rangers. I think they Philip Heedle is injured. You know, yeah. they need a third line center. We've got Tyler Johnson. I think we try to deal them Tyler Johnson for and we try to go out and get Capo Caco. He's been bad. Um, you know, he hasn't really found his footing there. I think he needs a change of scenery. Um, I think you I think you deal out Tyler Johnson. They need that third line center. We'd retain half the salary and then we get Capo Caco. Maybe throw in another piece if you want to throw them back their like third round or whatever we have from the Kane deal. Give that back, whatever. Um, they, you know, if, if they don't get Adam Henrique, like, you know, I think Tyler Johnson's probably going to be the guy for them to get. Um, I think that would be like an easier deal. But then the other one is, um, Trevor Zegris, you know, he's, Uh, you know, I, I mean, that might be a, that might be a, you know, more of a wish, you know, is one of his cousins is one of my players, right? No, I did. Oh yeah. 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 I did know that. I did know that actually. Yeah, so I, I maybe you have more insight than I do, but um, I do not. Okay, well, and even if I did, I wouldn't go on here. And- <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but talk about another guy that I think kind of needs a change of scenery. I think the deal there would be m- more complicated, and we'd have to give up more. Um, but would probably be a package more. Yes. Pick surrounded. For yeah. Maybe a prospect. Maybe like a. But I mean, I mean, what if you gave like Reichel another like Reichel? Reichel needs a change of scenery, you know. Uh, so I want we can I want, I want to get to Reichel in a second here. Okay. Actually, I, I have I have my own question for Lucas Reichel. Okay, because it has been a tough season for okay. him. I won't and, talk too um, much about him then, but but yeah, I think maybe I mean we've got so many. Good I like the Kako prospects. idea. I think uh, the, the Rangers' name has been around Tyler Johnson a lot, so yeah. there is merit to that. Yeah. marriage existing between the two teams. We'll see them in action tonight here at the United Center. Um, yeah, but, but let me ask you this because I've, I've, I I have been I want to say on this Zegers subject, even if you yeah. think it's a little far fetched. Oh, I don't think it's far fetched. I think the the Ducks are. I think the the contract negotiation with Trevor Zegers it's been did. Bad. I think it really fractured their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Ducks kind of painted him in one picture as one kind of player and. I personally believe that Trevor Zegers has a lot more to offer. You don't, you know, come from that mold of player that like NTDP, you know, playing a year at BU yeah. and um, like he he does have more well-rounded ability than back, a lot of back 60, uh, 60 point seasons. Yeah, yeah. he, he yeah. has an all round hockey game to him. It's not just the, the Michigan goals or yeah. whatever people want to say about Trevor. Like, that's just not true at mm-hmm. all. So if you can swing it, if you're the Hawks, I would. I just think now is like you have an opportunity to get a player that could be so good, and it's like there's a lot of Montreal around him too. Yeah, there right is, now. there is. But the thing is, is like who has more, who has more um, assets to deal than we do? Like if Kyle Davidson wants Trevor Zegers, he could go out and get him. We've got so many picks this year. We've got so many. We got arguably, I mean, definitely a top five prospect pool in the league. But I mean, arguably a top. Too. Yeah, uh, and also I like when I'm talking about prospect pools. I 
add like players who have been in the league for like a, you know like young like I mean I, Connor Bedard's played thirty games. Yeah. You could even call him even though he's he's not. But not. I I, I kind of put him and Korchinski in that same you know. And so um, yeah, like we've got so many prospects. I mean that could be like insane. So so imagine we go out and get Trevor Zegras. Trevor Zegers could be so good here because he's for a long time for a long time. And because he wouldn't, he wouldn't have like pressure really, unless we deal out something ridiculous for him. Um, he wouldn't have pressure because Connor Bedard's the guy. If he wants to play center, he can play center. If he doesn't, he doesn't have to like these next two years, you know, you, I mean, you got Bedard and then Dickinson. So the Hawks have two first rounders, two second rounders, two third rounders this year. Yeah. They have Tampa Bay's first rounder. They yep. could swing it. They could swing it. They could swing it. And they also got all these prospects. I think I think Anaheim's got a lot of good defensive prospects, I oh, think. They do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so, why they were able to deal Jamie Drysdale. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, so I mean, so do we. The, the Hawks have, I mean, talking about, I mean, again, I guess Korchinski and, like, Vlasic. Vlasic's coming up. We're, we, we're going to have to re-sign him, hopefully, like a, a bridge deal. Yeah. Okay, so let's go there, and then we'll go to Lucas Reichel. Okay. But um, l- let's start there because you meant, you've you mentioned Kevin Korchinski, mm-hmm. and I want a few words from you on him too. But Alex Vlasic is sn- very sneaky, Ben, uh, cornerstone oh, piece. And he's, he's an Illinois kid, yep. and th- that's always great when yep. you can have hometown. a hometown guy on the Hawks. Um you know, the Red Wings love doing that. Uh, I think they have four or five Michigan players right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, how do you see his, like, I mean, obviously he's asserted himself as, like, a piece of this team, maybe in, like, a top four role, maybe eventually, like, a five, six, if you can get him there. I mean, he's played very, very well this year. It might just be the Hawks struggling. I mean, I don't know what the the long-term play with Seth Jones here is. Yeah. Um, maybe he might eventually want to move, but if this team is on and up, up and they also like maybe have to reach the salary cap floor right i think seth jones is like for talking about the like kind of looking at the future of the blackhawks these next few years seth jones is really and i don't mean to call him a setback but he's kind of really that contract is really the only i don't think we'll really be able to move him because i don't think anybody will want him at that price tough to take on nine and a half million like that so I, i don't think we will so when you're talking about the future and so you know, I mean, there's just so much to talk about, but uh, we have so many defensive prospects. I I think Alex Vlasic will be a, like a top. I think he can be a top two pairing guy. I think he's that good defensively. Um, if you see him get better offensively, I, I would love to see like what's stopping a guy like that from like developing an absolute like bomb. You know, like why why can't that guy just be pounding hundred mile an hour slap shots from the point you know yep. if he can add something like that to his game he's so big he's so good defensively already i think he's gonna be i mean he's been our best defenseman by far um i think he's gonna be awesome and then and then you talk about how you've got like you know ethan del mastro and kevin korchinski more offensive defensemen um i mean the future is looking bright for us at the blue line um but yeah i mean we're gonna have to re-sign him hopefully you know, I, I don't know if there's going to be like a hometown discount, you know, since there, it's going to be. I would imagine a bridge contract sort of yes. situation for Vlasic. So, and like a four, if we do like four for four years for under five million would be insane. Do I you would, think the number is already that high? I, I Yeah, I think it'll be four, four and a half. Yeah, I could see it. I, I mean, his, it. his stats, he, I mean, he's like 
He's like one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. And he's on, he's on, I mean, the second, maybe the worst team in the league. Um, I think he's really good. I'm so bullish on Alex Vlasic. I think he's like. Yeah, he's great. Like that, that's massive. And, and yeah, you're right. If, if that can be like a, a th- number three or four guy, I mean, we're talking about, you know. A, a great player. A yeah. great find. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, maybe like, do you have any thoughts too on Korchinski? I know it's been kind of an up and down season for him, but yeah, I mean, Kyle Davidson—that's his guy, right? Yeah. Outside of Bedard, obviously, but yeah. uh, that was like his guy when he stepped up to the podium, and he was very proud to select Kevin Korchinski, and yeah, uh, he's he won in junior, won a WHL championship with the Seattle Thunderbirds. He um, is a really highly touted guy. He could be a leader on this team. He. Uh, dealt with a personal loss this year so that might be contributing to the up and down play he was away from the team for a little bit um just maybe a few words on Korchinski yeah I mean he's what 19 yeah you know he's so young um the talent is there he's insanely skilled everybody knows it he's got time I think he's gonna grow into the league he's gonna grow into his body you know fill up a little bit maybe be a little more physical tighten up defensively but I mean I mean he's got all the intent the intangibles you know he's got everything you you'd want from an offensive defenseman he can skate he can pass he can shoot uh, yeah I, I think he's gonna be great um he just needs time to develop and in Vlasic is what Vlasic's a few years older than him you know so it it takes time I think especially for defensemen um but yeah I'm there's no reason to not be excited about him I think as well yeah I think and it was interesting what you mentioned earlier I could definitely see the Hawks trying to um, same thing with the Flyers. I mean, the Flyers are obviously in a playoff spot, so it's a bit of a different conversation, but add some pieces while also selling off some pieces at yeah. the same time. So maybe if you can add a piece to the decor while also maybe moving on from somebody, um, maybe like a Connor Murphy out the door yeah. one way and bringing in a different kind of player to uh, play with a Kevin Korchinski. So, um, what else here? I mean, so let's get to Lucas Reichel. Let's have the let's have the discussion. I mean, so he's played in the second most games of the Hawks. Jason Dickinson's the only guy who's played fifty one out of fifty one for them, but he's played forty eight games. He only has nine points. It's been a tough season for Lucas Reichel, and you can't really say it hasn't been based off of opportunity. Where in the past couple of seasons, you could argued for maybe more of an opportunity for Lucas Reichel. Uh, he's certainly getting it this year. Yeah. Yes and no, though, because he has been buried on that third and fourth line. He, he, he's he been moving, which I guess has been hurting him, obviously, because he, he's been moving around the lineup all season. Um, <clears throat> and it's like once things kind of started going downhill for him, then, yeah, he was he was getting less minutes. He was he's on like a line with like Entwistle and like a you know, and, you know, you're not going to really have a breakout offensive and, season you know when you're playing with guys like that yeah. i mean we're talking about ahlers if we're being honest no disrespect but i mean that's what the bottom six of this blackhawks team is it's an ahl team it's not an nhl team um i think he needs a change of scenery i i it's not that i don't think that he can be good in the league i just don't know if it's gonna be with us um he's he's had he has had his chances you know he's played most of this season um he's just he just hasn't been good enough like point blank like obviously it hurts when you when you go down to those you know third fourth lines and then you're not getting as much you know um looks in the offensive zone 
Um, you know, you're not you're not going out there for like the offensive zone time, and and, and that's gonna like hurt how many points you're gonna get. But he's had he's had his chance on the power play. He's had his chance on the first line. I just think that he's so he's weak defensively, obviously, and the offensive upside isn't showing at, itself right yeah, now. Yeah, as as good as you'd want for how much he lacks defensively. Um, granted, he's also really young, um, so he definitely could develop into a good player. But I, yeah, I think that's that might be a guy that needs to like a change of of scenery because you know th- this Blackhawks team is bad and it's not doing his career any favors. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be a, a guy that you'd maybe look for teams around the league maybe this year for, like, a swap deal or something like that, you know, um, just to give a new look. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's been bad. I, I could definitely see something like that happening. Um, it has definitely been a rough go of it so far for Lucas Reichel. Um, maybe a different different environment would do him good maybe playing with a bit more of a skilled lineup that plays with a bit more up tempo and yeah um yeah i don't know if his if luke richardson's style of play is necessarily fitting with his style of game the way that lucas reichel wants to play too um so we'll we'll see how that goes um so i know you're not watching a lot of junior college hockey or if any uh, at all but um who is your favorite hawks prospect and why is it macklin celebrini um I'm just kidding, but that you do have um, Oliver Moore, who has like 19th overall pick in the last draft. He has 27 points in 28 games at Minnesota. His uh, Minnesota teammate, Sam Renzel, was a first round pick that the Hawks got from the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Peter Mrazek deal. Um, He's having an excellent first season at Minnesota. You have uh, Frank Nazar, who only played 13 games last year, but he now has uh, 33 and 26 this year. So he's, you know, looking really good. Those guys are all probably still like even another year in college away from turning pro. Um, maybe maybe Nazar. Nazar, I think will be. I think Nazar will be probably ready after this season. Um, Oliver Moore will take another year for sure. Rinzel, I think a couple more. Um, but yeah, I mean those guys all, all looked pretty good. Nazar looked really good at the uh, World Juniors. Um, they were all on the team. Yeah. Um, but I think I think he probably stood out the most out of all of them. Um, but yeah, I mean Oliver Moore is he's been centering um, his line. He's he's like the second line center there, and he's been like centering for Snuggerud. Um, so that line's that been, kid's incredible. Yeah, he's a beast. We're probably going to see him in the NHL at the end of the season. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I, I think obviously I, I would say probably Frank Nazar is probably our our best prospect. But then we also got guys that are playing, you know, in, in Rockford that are waiting to come up. Colton uh, Dock is having a really nice season. Yeah. Um, and we've got, you know, we've got goalies too that have been playing that played in the world juniors and, um, Drew Camesso, who's been on Rockford. He hasn't been that great. I think things have been going better there for him though. In the recent recently. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, that from what I hear, that's kind of how it works for like young guys that go into the AHL. You know, it, it's a hard starts, league. It's a hard league. It starts rough, but like he's he's so young. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in he two was on years, the Olympic team too. I think Camesso mm-hmm. when the uh, twenty two in yeah, Beijing. Then they've also got uh, Gaijan. I don't know Adam Gaijan. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean he he's phenomenal. Yeah. The Slovakian kid. Yeah, he unbelievable. Could be, he could be awesome. 
in a few years. I mean, talk about that one-two punch maybe in like four or five years. That could be pretty sick. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so many prospects. Uh, and yeah, like uh, we got Nolan Allen and Ethan Del Mastro, you know, on Rockford. Isaac uh, Phillips, too. Yeah. Um, Wyatt he, Kaiser. He, Wyatt Kaiser. You know, um, we've got, I mean, so. Just naming many, guys right yeah, now. Yeah, we're just naming guys. <laughs> but I mean, they're. They're all like they're all like on the cusp, you know, of being in the NHL, um, and yeah, I mean that's what we just like four defensemen we just named, you know, like mm-hmm. the like, I think that um, we've got we've got some up and comers, and so I guess that's why that's why I'm like when I'm saying like I kind of want to I would love to see him like go out and be a little aggressive and get somebody like Trevor Zegers is because like you've got all these you've got a ton of prospects already, like you can only have so many prospects and so like and so much talent at the end of the day there's it, only so many roster spots there's too. only so many roster spots you know it's not like this like it's not like in four years you know when hopefully this team is getting really good surrounded um surrounding Connor bedard it's not like it's going to be all these players you know we're not going to have an entire roster of players that were drafted between 2019 and 2023 you know what i'm saying so it's like deal out some of these guys if you can get somebody that is that has done it in in the show um but i mean i i guess that's just kind of where where i'm at um but yeah it'll it'll be interesting i don't know this draft i think kyle davidson's just done such a good job getting in all these assets and all these draft picks um like yeah we would we just say two first two seconds two thirds like Mm -hmm. and that's after last year but yeah, and, and then if we could get Macklin Celebrini, that, I mean, that, so I, that, I was going to interject with that. Have you allowed yourself to dream of Macklin Celebrini? I've been dreaming about it every night. Yeah, I mean, talk about a one-two punch right there. I think if you get, I think if we win it again, which I mean, people would lose their minds. Oh, if, oh if, yeah. If Chicago wins again, um, and I kind of feel like they won't just because they. You know, I don't know if Batman wants like a, a war on his hands, <laughs> but I mean, if, if you get mad, I, I don't want to be like too, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But if the Blackhawks get Macklin Celebrini, I think that guarantees us the Stanley Cup. Is Ooh. that is that like a is that like a brutal take? No, like, not at all. If, you heard it here first, though. I mean, Connor Bedard is is as good as we thought he is. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's a top four, He's a top 40 player in the NHL right now. Yeah. Right now. His first year at 18, you know? He's played 30 games. Yeah. Um, I, I Yeah, I think if you get back-to-back number ones, I think we're talking to – we got dynasty on our hands. Like, I, I really do think it guarantees us a cup. You know, I, obviously, it's hard to – like, um, McDavid and Dreisaitl still haven't won. Um, so, I know that it is – That could change this year. It could change this year, and I think it will. But um, – I know it's very hard to win that trophy, but I mean, we're talking about two unbelievable talents. You know, your first, if your first and second line, it's like Crosby, Malkin level. You know, Drysital, McDavid. Obviously, those guys have all proven a lot more because they're older. But um, I mean, God, that would be insane. What no do you pr- What do you think? What, I, like, I mean, no pressure, but uh, no, I mean, I think. It is, now imagine uh, we go out and get Trevor Zegers and we get Macklin Celebrini. <laughs> All of a sudden you've got you've got <laughs> Bedard, you got Celebrini, you got Zegers, you got Nazar. It's like I mean, for for one thought, 
you could if 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 by some chance the Blackhawks were able to select Macklin Celebrini, maybe allow yourself to think for a second, not just a one-two punch down the middle, but what if they played on the same line? He might. Macklin Celebrini centering Connor Bedard. It would be unreal. It is, uh, I don't know, it is a wild dream. I think the city would really enjoy something like that. Um, obviously, fans from other markets wouldn't be too pleased. I know a lot of fans weren't too happy that the Blackhawks were even able to pick Connor Bedard after the whole uh, Kyle Beach situation. Um, a lot of people felt like the Hawks shouldn't have even had their first round pick, let alone have the chips fall where they may. But um, if if they do get Macklin celebrating, that will that will be really tremendous. Um, yeah, I, I just I. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it would be. Could you imagine? I mean, he might. He would probably turn pro. I don't know if he. Do you think he turns pro? I mean, we'll we'll leave Macklin Celebrini here in a second. But do you think he turns pro after this season, or if maybe he takes like an Owen Power second year post draft draft plus one year back in college? I think if he can, he will. And then, like, if he gets drafted by Chicago, like, it's not like we're gonna be like. We're not going to tell him no, you know. Yeah. Um. So I think it kind of depend. It depends on maybe where he falls, um, and who gets him. But yeah, I mean, I I think I think he could play. You know, like Bedard's small. No, of course he can know? play. There are people saying he could play in the NHL right now. I don't know about that, but um, he could. If if Luke's Reichel can play in the NHL <laughs> right now, I can't match with somebody. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's move away from that. Uh, so the Hawks are going to host the New York Rangers tonight. Uh, do you expect anything in particular? Maybe the Hawks being able to put that little black thing over the goal line no. uh, a few more times? Um, no, do, I, no, I do not. Anything I, think, I think they will lose by a few goals. I think it'll probably be like a 4-1 to one game. Um, yeah. Do you think we no. see Igor Shesterkin in that for the Rangers, or are we going to get Jonathan Quick for a third straight game post-All-Star break? I think at some point you gotta get Igor going, right? Yeah. Because um, I mean, let's be like he, when he's on, he's the best goalie in the league. Would you, you know? I was I was talking with a kid recently who's like a he's like he's played goalie all his life. He's a huge hockey fan. Igor's his 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 guy. He thinks he's the best in the league, just like the way he moves, how quick he is. There's uh, definitely an argument to be made for Shesterkin being the best in the world right now. I think Vasilevsky still bears the title. I know last season wasn't up to his standards, and then he had his surgery that kept him out of the first few months of this year, and it's uh, been a tough season in Tampa Bay, I think. I know they're in a playoff spot right now, but it is a tenuous one. Um, yeah, so, Sergey just got injured. Yeah, that was a tough injury. I think, I think the note was he's going to miss the rest of the year yeah. on that, so... Um, mentioned that yesterday. I hope he gets better. Um, that's going to be a tough recovery for him. But uh, that Tampa Bay blue line's already thin. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of question of if they're able to support Vasilevsky. Like, yeah, you do need a good defense to be the best goalie in the world, in my opinion. Um, it does help, right? Uh, just make yeah. you look a little bit better with some of the numbers. Um, yeah. Like nobody's uh, like Connor Ingram has been fantastic this year, but nobody's going to call him the best goaltender in the world, right? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of guys. I think like Sorokin, I, Hellebuck, we talked about earlier too. I but I think those teams are better. Like I think like UC Soros um, for Nashville, I think is an amazing goaltender. Oh yeah, um, but they're just they're they're okay. Mm-hmm. They're not great. Um, that that Peter Mrazek guy is pretty good too. Yep. yep. I I I love that guy. 
He's, I mean, for, for also acquiring Sam Renzel now that you have him as a player potentially going forward or a piece to use in another deal, um, that that's a great deal for the Blackhawks. Peter Mrazek has really uh, been a good support system for them when they've given up a ton of chances. And yeah. we know it's been, like, Arvid Soderblom has had a yeah, tougher transition to the NHL, yeah. you could say. Because, I mean, this team gives up so many chances, like... Peter Mrazek is the only reason why we're not the clear favorite to get Macklin Celebrini right now. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's kept them in so many games. Like, um, yeah, it, it's the the defending's been awful. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's a bunch of guys that because their teams aren't as good, you know, they don't. Whereas I think, like, the guys at Boston, like Swim and Olmark, I think they're good goaltenders. But I think more than anything, they're, you know, it's a – circumstantial thing like you're, you've been on Boston for these past few years and they've been like the best team in the league um so Swayman's excellent I know and Linus Olmark won the Vesna last year yeah but Swayman's might be the guy now there yeah. in Boston but I put put those guys put those guys as like the number one on the Chicago Blackhawks you know fair enough fair enough all right, so we'll see how that goes tonight. Uh, the Rangers are in town. We'll also see uh, the Penguins in Minnesota and uh, Edmonton in Anaheim, trying to see if they can rebound from not being able to hit the 17-game win streak mark. Uh, somewhat of a quiet weekend around the NHL. Uh, seven, 13 games tomorrow, which is kind of exciting, but sandwiched in between the three tonight and only two on Super Bowl Sunday, those games being Vancouver at the Capitals and the Oilers at the Kings, both of which are afternoon games to make way for the— uh, Of course. For the big one. Do you have a Do you have a Super Bowl pick? Do you have any thoughts on the Super Bowl? Who you got winning? Yeah, I've, I've got the 49ers winning. Um, I think like betting sp- against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'll be betting probably big against Patrick Mahomes, and I'll tell you why. Um, I th- the, I think I saw something like it's like seventy percent of the money right now that's bet on the game is on the Chiefs. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Vegas business model, but it it. They, they don't make money by teams winning that have 70% of the money on them, especially the biggest game of the season. Um, I think that, um, yeah, the 49ers are an excellent pick. I think the under is also an excellent pick because um, everybody's going to be on Chiefs and everybody's going to be on the over. Um, so I think those are a couple of really nice free bets. Um I think um I yeah I've, I've been I've been following the NFL this year maybe not as closely as the NHL but I've been betting on it a lot okay I think it's the easiest sport to bet on because I think it's the most manipulated um interesting which I think sir because all you have to do is you have to just fade the public you have to fade what people think is gonna happen so you pick a team to cover that people think are gonna lose or get blown out um you you pick the underdog you pick the under you you go prime time unders um and you can win a lot of money that way and so i i yeah i think i think 49ers and i think the under and then um yeah i think brock purdy will have himself a game even though i don't really like him much um yeah i think everybody's going to be on the taylor swift chiefs so i um i i like the 49ers a lot we shall see. I, I don't really have a vested interest in the in the game myself. I think uh, anytime you can build a dynasty the way the Chiefs have, and I think that's probably the conversation I, I see from afar happening right now. Oh, 
Um, I think that's always cool. I think it's more, it's harder to, it's getting harder and harder to do in sports as time goes on with expansions, leagues growing, uh, talent pools, uh, like parity in a lot of the leagues. I know the NFL and NBA can be sometimes top heavy and, you know, light at the bottom, but still like everybody can really compete. Um, so yeah. the fact that the chiefs are able to do what they do, I think would be pretty cool. I don't know that I would put my money against that, but uh, that that's just me coming from somebody who's a hockey guy. If this is a hockey show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll also see on Saturday. So 13 games, like I said, Saturday, we'll see a battle of Ontario, uh, the flames who are suddenly red hot right now, three games in a row. They've mm-hmm. won, um, abs at the cats, maybe a Stanley cup final preview. I think I, well, that'll be my last question with you here. And, uh, yeah, just some good games. We'll Vancouver at the capitals too. We'll see if they can rebound from the loss last night to the Bruins. Um, well, we definitely got to bring you back before the playoffs. Most uh, definitely. Yeah, th- this was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming in. Um, Thank we'll, you for having me. Yeah, we'll we'll do a hawk season post mortem. Um, kind of regather gather all the thoughts at the end of the season. But as of today, who is your Stanley Cup final and Stanley Cup winner? Um, I think it's going to be the Edmonton Oilers and the um, Florida Panthers. Um, and I. Th- I'm going to pick the Edmonton Oilers. I was telling you earlier that I liked the Oilers when they were losing a lot. I was watching a lot of their games then, and I'm watching a lot of them now. I think they've got – I think they people try to say they're top-heavy. I When I watch their games, I just don't see it. I don't think they're top-heavy. I think they have four good lines. Um, I think the biggest question is going to be, you know, um, Skinner – in net, you know, like is their goaltending? Can it hold up? Can it hold up? Um, I think that's really the their biggest question mark. They still um, have Jack Campbell in the minors. Yeah, and also I I know people say like oh like they struggle against good teams, um, but I've I have picked against the Oilers. People have been saying Oilers have been Cup favorites for the past how many years? Like three, you know? Like you could argue three. Yeah. I I have not picked them a single time. I've you know I I have I have had no faith in them in the playoffs. I it just kind of feels like they can never get it done. But I just, I think that team is is so good this year. I mean obviously you know you have the best player in the world and maybe a top you know two or three player in the world. Um, yeah, I mean you could just go up and down that roster though. I I think if you look at that team, it it. Now more than ever, it just looks like a playoff team. I, I think they're underrated at the blue line. I think their defense is is good. Um, yeah, so I, I think that. And then the Florida Panthers. I think the East is just not as good as the West. As a whole, I think it's maybe better. But I think the top teams in the West are better than the top teams in the East. Um, and I think that the it's just kind of wide open. I think the Florida Panthers are built or just a playoff team. Yeah. You know, just like top to bottom, there's so much depth. Um, you could talk about the year Reinhardt's having. Um, Kachuk's been picking it up. Obviously, you got Sasha Barkov. Um, you got Bobrovsky, who we know can turn it on when he needs to. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a playoff team, and I think they'll probably beat up a lot of teams in the East this year. Right on. Right on. Well, uh, we'll see how it goes the rest of the way. And we'll have you on for a playoff preview. Thanks for coming in this morning. We really appreciate it. Hope everybody has a nice, lovely weekend. Thank you again to Raven, as always, for sitting here and uh, helping us edit this and producing. And we'll catch you on on Monday, post-Super Bowl Monday. Thank you, sir.